Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 89. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Well, now that Christmas is over, and maybe like me, you're trying to figure out where things are going to go in your home. We just started a new decluttering challenge in the group. If you are interested, head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm. I think it's going to be our biggest and most exciting challenge yet. But one thing I was thinking about is how important it is to prevent stuff that we don't need from coming into our house in the first place. So today I am going to be sharing six simple steps and I made them into a fun acronym because I love doing that. And so we're gonna learn how to stop the stuff stream, S-T-R-E-A-M, in these six simple steps. So we talk a lot on the show, not only about decluttering what we already have, but also making sure that we're purchasing intentionally and that important part of the equation, which often goes unnoticed or we don't talk about it, right? So I'm really excited to jump into this conversation with you. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar in mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. One of my goals for the podcast in 2024 is to be able to provide you all with consistent, helpful content that supports you on your decluttering journey, and also to grow the show so that more mamas can also join us on this journey. And one of the best ways that I'm able to do that is not only from you all sharing the show, which I really appreciate, but also leaving reviews in Apple Podcasts, because then if you're listening to a different podcast, then Apple Podcasts will say, oh, you might also like this one, and I would love to show up there. And I just want to thank RockChalk96 for writing this recent review. From RockChalk96, she writes, encouraging words for moms. I discovered Emily's podcast a few months ago, and so glad I did. As a mama of two boys myself, and as someone with a desire to simplify our home and family life, I instantly related to her. I love that the episodes aren't too long and aren't too short. They are perfect length to motivate and encourage while not further overwhelming the already busy mom. She speaks from experience and with a soft and genuine tone that would put anyone at ease. I am also glad to learn that I'm not the only one walking around with a lukewarm cup of coffee all the time. (laughs) I highly recommend this podcast. Well, thank you so much for that review. We are actually closing in on 100,000 downloads. And when we reach that marker, I'm going to have a giveaway and that if you write a review, just like Rock Chuck 96 or share the podcast, there's going to be some amazing prizes. So definitely be on the lookout for that. 
Okay, so we are going to learn today the six steps for stopping the stuff stream. And we're going to start with the letter S, which is stop your scroll or roll. <laughs> if you had a shopping cart, for example, because there is power in the pause. Remember, we're talking about stuff coming into our home. And we've had several episodes lately about intentional purchasing, which I'm going to link in the show notes. Episode 64 with my friend Amy Slinker Smith. Episode 68 with Mary Simpson, all about stopping the shopping habit. And most recently, episode 86 with Megan Dwyer from Money Isn't Scary, all about impulse purchasing. So there's a lot of wisdom to glean from those episodes. But just to kind of recap some of the things we talked about, knowing the triggers that you have when it comes to shopping, maybe it's scrolling Instagram and you see ads pop up, maybe it's getting sale emails and that you think, oh, I need to have this right away. Maybe it's actually driving by the store. So understanding those triggers and then be able to replace whatever is triggering you with different habits is a great place to start. So for example, instead of scrolling on your phone before bed, maybe reading a physical book. Instead of going into Target to get your stuff, maybe you can do Target pickup. So intentional purchasing starts with that pause and asking yourself, okay, what's going on here? Is there a different way that I can look at this purchase to see if I actually need it or not? And so that brings us to the second step, which is the letter T. So we had S, T, right? Take inventory of what you already own. One of the major reasons we have too much is because we end up buying duplicates because we can't find anything. <laughs> and so one of the easiest ways to deal with this is using the container concept originally from Dana K. White who has her own podcast, which is wonderful. And I talk about it in episode six, the easiest way to declutter any space in your home. So we want to give things the space that it deserves aligned with how much it matters to you. If you love coffee and you love coffee mugs, you wanna have 50 coffee mugs in your kitchen, that's totally fine because it's aligned with how important it is to you. But for me, I drink a cup of chai tea, don't really care much about the mugs, so I might just have a couple special mugs. So what we wanna do is know what we have, which we can only know if we have a designated space for things that isn't overwhelming, and then you're buying replacements as things wear out. So I know, for example, where all my socks are, and therefore I know when a pair wears out, I can go ahead and replace those. So having a good understanding of your inventory helps you not make not only impulse purchases, but also avoid buying duplicates. So the third step is R. So we have S-T-R is reflect on your why. And in episode 86, Megan Dwyer spoke about a values-based spending strategy, which really means understanding what our values are and then setting goals around what we're spending based upon those values. And I have a free resource called 50 Questions Minimalists Ask. It's my most popular freebie. Even if you're not a minimalist, it's okay. It's really more about asking questions about what you own, or in this case, before you purchase something. And some of the questions I have there, which can help you reflect on your why are, do I really need this? Do I need to buy it now? Or is this an impulse buy? Can I afford it? 
Does this item have a personal home? So we want to start thinking about our why and reflecting on it and making sure that whatever we're purchasing aligns with that. All right, moving right along to the fourth step, we have E, which is evaluate the costs and benefits of buying the item. So we're not just talking about how much it costs as far as dollars. Remember, once it comes into your home, you're also paying with it with your time, your energy, and your focus. Also the mental inventory of knowing where it is and how many you have. And so when you're evaluating the costs and benefits of bringing something into your home, you want to ask yourself a couple questions. Some examples might be, does this item simplify or complicate my life? Does this item bring freedom or burden to my life? And we always want to remember the connection between the amount of stuff we have and the number of choices and that decisions arise from those choices. So I talk about this in episode 19 because the more stuff we have, the more choices we make between those things and then we have to make decisions, which leads to decision fatigue. And so when you're thinking about whether something simplifies or complicates your life, you might think, oh, okay, well, this kitchen gadget is going to simplify my life. But if it's not something that you really are using right now, or let's say it's an immersion blender, but you're never making soup, it's like, well, why do I need that, right? So we want to understand that buying things to give us more choice isn't necessarily a good thing. It can complicate our lives, and therefore that is a cost we have to keep in mind. Okay, the fifth step is A, which is to ascertain your aspirations. <laughs> I love alliteration. I'm sorry, guys, I just can't help myself. So when we're thinking about our aspirations, we're really asking ourselves, why are we buying it? Are we buying it for ourselves or for what others are going to think of me? Or am I buying it because in some aspirational future, I'm going to do a certain thing with my life, or we're going to do a certain hobby, or do a craft with my kids. And so some of the areas of aspirational clutter that can be really big, especially for women, include clothing, books, hobby or sporting supplies, and then super specific gadgets. And I talk about this in episode 10, all about aspirational clutter. And so you really want to ask yourself, if you buy this item and it just sits there with tags on it or unused in the box, how are you going to feel about yourself? Are you going to be berating yourself because you bought a piece of clothing and now it's just sitting there with the tags on it? Or maybe you told yourself, oh, I'm going to get this educational toy for the kids and then they never touch it and you feel bad about wasting money, we have to remember the mental clutter aspect when it comes to buying these aspirational things. And that can hopefully help us be more intentional about what we bring into our home. And finally, we're on the last step, which is letter M, make a decision about whether it belongs in your home, and if so, where it will live. So before you bring anything into your home, you want to know in your mind exactly where it is going to live in your home. Now, if it's replacing something, then you have that one in, one out thing going on, which is great. And also we're going to be using that container concept we spoke about before. We know that we're going to designate a certain amount of space for that category. 
and play that game I talk about, the love, like, maybe, no, where we're starting with the things that we love and like. Then we're thinking about the maybes and getting rid of the no's. So if you are about to bring something into your home, let's say it's a book and you already have a full bookshelf, the question is what's on your bookshelf right now? Is that mostly loves and some likes? Can you replace one for the other? Are you going to donate something that you don't really read? Are you going to put it in an out of sight, out of mind bin? You want to be able to keep this in mind or else things just keep piling up. And the concept of something having a home in your home, we talk about in episode seven, because when things are out of place, your brain registers them as undone tasks or unmade decisions. It impacts your focus. And so if you don't have a home for something, you don't want to bring it into your house. Okay, there you have it. Those are the six steps to stop the stuff stream. (laughs) Try saying that six times fast. And I'm going to just review those really quick. The first step is to stop your scroll or roll and enjoy the power of the pause. Number two, take inventory of what you already own. Number three, reflect on your why. Number four, evaluate the costs and benefits. Number five, ascertain your aspirations. And number six, make a decision about whether it belongs in your home and where it will live. On Thursday, we're going to be speaking to professional organizer, Alana Smith, and she is going to be talking to us about how she has streamlined things in her home, simplified her life because of a unique family situation that she has, even though, and maybe some of you can relate to this, her partner is unintentionally messy. So I think that there's a lot of you that can relate to this. Maybe you have a messy husband, or perhaps you have a special needs child, and you want to learn more about how people have simplified and streamlined in those cases. And Alana has a great deal of wisdom to share. So I can't wait to see you back here on Thursday. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.